Welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jessica. And welcome back to Adam's Rib, episode 25. Hi. I'm excited about this episode. Aren't yeah, you excited? I am, girl. Yes. Very excited. Yes. This episode is entitled, I'm Good Enough. Mm. And I think it was just on both of our hearts to do an episode like this because I think we've all, as women, have felt at one point in time that we're not good enough. Whether we're not good enough wives, girlfriends, mothers, or people, mm-hmm. <laughs> really. And so God chooses to do extraordinary work through ordinary people who will bring essentially glory to his name. Amen. So it's through women who know that they are not good enough in their own strength, but are tremendously powerful in God's strength, who will basically slay the giants of the world. So once we take those first steps of obedience, it's going to be crucial to remember that It is God who will bring the results. Mm -hmm. We can feel worthless for many reasons. We've been abused, been told that we're worthless, make poor choices. We've been cheated on, battling addictions, illness, whatever. But the truth is our worth has nothing to do with our feelings. Yeah. So let me just say I'm like so uber geeked about this topic because like this is something that I just I live for this. Like I live to tell women that you are good enough because I went through my season where I felt so worthless and it took somebody telling me that I was good enough. It took me realizing that, you know, just because I was made in God's image, I'm automatically good enough, you know? And then God goes and places such an amazing calling on my life to do such amazing, something so amazing and that makes me good enough. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, oh, I can't wait to dive into this. (laughs) But you already dove. No, that was just like a thank Ooh, you. For and we in the studio. Videos. We about to dive. We about to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to no there. Idea. <laughs> you have no idea. <sighs> this anyway, is about to get sorry, good. I've always wanted to be a singer, drop some beats. But anyway, <laughs> Jess, I feel that we often will rationalize our behavior and resist complete surrender to God's ways. So for a while... I feel like we tend to dance around our spiritual convictions and we always want God on our lives, but on our terms. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of our behavior and choices can lead to those feelings and living in sin and doing things of the world. We then look up not feeling fulfilled or satisfied because nothing in the world is fulfilling or satisfied. So I also feel that we run towards things of the world in an effort to run away from God because we don't feel good enough because of what we're doing. So this makes me think of the prodigal son in the Bible. Mm -hmm. For the shortened version, after the prodigal son spent everything, there was a famine and he became in need, right? Mm -hmm. So he basically was set out to the fields to feed the pigs for work and he was hungry and he started to eat what the pigs were eating. And when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. So then he decided to go seek out his father and tell him that he had sinned against heaven and him and that he was no longer worthy to be called his son. So what's interesting to me about this story is that the Bible literally said that he came to his senses. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask, 
How many times have we been caught up in the lies of this world only to come to our senses? Mm -hmm. And so to complete that story, the father saw him and was filled with compassion and threw him a, a party and dressed him in all his best robes and all that jazz. So this sinful child came home and a celebration took place. Mercy was shown because he was good enough no matter what he did. And we're good enough, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm piggybacking. <laughs> but I'm making this a little bit more realistic, relatable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I, I do Bible, you do real. There you go. <laughs> we broke that down. I bet you all already figured that out. <laughs> That's where our strengths are. Go ahead, break it down. So, okay, women, listen to me. You've been abused. You've had your heart broken. You have had somebody tell you that you, you're not pretty enough. You've had somebody tell you that dark skin ain't as pretty as light skin. You've had somebody tell you that natural and isn't pretty as relaxed hair. You've had somebody tell you that you look tacky with your weave, but, you know, so-and-so over here looks the bomb with yours. But then you get all this pressure, right? You, you start feeling you're not good enough because... You've had children out of wedlock or because you, you were raped at one point or, and you just, you're still carrying the guilt and you're still carrying the heaviness of things that have happened to you. And so then you get in this mindset that you're not good enough and that nobody will accept you for who you are and nobody will love you genuinely because of the things that have happened. Mm -hmm. But here's something I want to tell you. I want to bring something into you. See, when Lindsay was talking about the prodigal son, the prodigal son didn't feel like he was worthy anymore because he went and blew all his money that his father left for him, gave him. He blew all of his money. He blew his inheritance. Then he ends up eating with the pigs. So then he now long, no longer feels good enough. But when he got home, he came home to a celebration because it had nothing to do with what you just came from. It just has to do with who you are mm -hmm. and whose you are. That was a, he was the son of someone of status and of statue. And so, or stature, that's the word I meant. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, and so let me, let me make this real for you women. Women, you are daughters of someone great, magnificent, like one of the best. You mm -hmm. are the daughter of a king. And so who cares about what happened to you? Because the reality is who you are and who you belong to, it makes you good enough. Right. But then the issue, here's the real issue. The real issue is that when we get in this mind frame that we're no longer good enough, we start treating ourselves like we're not good enough. So then we no longer have anybody to place the blame on. Now we can only blame ourselves. Mm -hmm. Well, because I was raped, now that means that I have to go around and sleep with every man because that's the only way I can get some type of love or affection mm -hmm. or some type of attention. Because that man told me I was ugly, now I feel like I have to overcompensate with dressing provocatively and showing off all my body because that's the only way I can get a compliment. Because somebody told me that I had because I had kids before I was married and at a very young age, you know, now I feel like I have to do go out of my way and stretch myself and spend my resources on men just so somebody can want to be with me and be in a relationship with me. You have to snap out of it. Mm -hmm. Stop, stop demeaning yourself because of what has happened to you. You are not your past. It's just seasons and circumstances that we go to, through to build us up and make us stronger. But if, it's up to you if you're going to succumb to it or if you're going to fight through it and press through it. Let me stop. Go ahead. What's your next no. <laughs> You good? This, I'm this listening. Go, keep going. Oh, this, is, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as you were speaking, I feel like as women, we need to stop 
illuminating our failures and shortcomings and Mm -hmm. instead celebrating our successes. Mm -hmm. So if you've been hurt and are not feeling good enough, healing begins when we hold on tight to the truth of God and allow that truth of God to hold on tightly to us. Yep. So God gives us the freedom to accept or reject him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But when we learn to lean onto his truth, we are less likely to conform of the world because his truth and his word can be the light for each step that we take. Mm-hmm. You ever notice that I'm just give you an example. No, I just I'm just literally just sat here and think about it. Do you ever notice like, you know, when the lights cut off in your house, you know, bad storm or anything that's happening and you know your, your dad and your mom they get the flashlight I remember this happened when I was younger they get a flashlight so I'm gonna stick to the, the person that has the light right exactly. and so it's literally like with God you're gonna stick by the person because he's the one with the light yeah <laughs> of, of navigating where you're going mm-hmm. and so um you know with that being said when we're holding on to God's truth and his light we need to lean on that and his truth and his word can be the light for, like I said, for each step that we take. So it illuminates the path that leads to his heart. And God's word, it transforms. Mm-hmm. It, Paul says in Romans to do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. We live in such a competitive, bullying world, especially women. And the pressure is to be thin, beautiful, smart, funny, rich, popular, whatever. It should not be considered a competition because you already are those things. And so we're designed to focus on him and God only. So shifting our intention from ourselves to God will change our perspective, in my opinion. And so when you start feeling inadequate, your defense should be God's truth because you were made to be and called to be uniquely you Mm -hmm. for him and for his kingdom. Yes, yes. I love where you brought up about, I love how you brought up the competition thing. Mm-hmm. Ladies, let's be realistic. What is the standard of good enough anyway? Right. These days? Who, who, set the, who, who said who, it? Who <laughs> set the real standard here? Because if good enough is the women that we see on these reality shows, but that's not mm. me. I don't, A, I don't have the money they have to pay to get <laughs> the extensions and the implants and the And I see these women, they pay for all this stuff, but they actually bankrupt anyway. They fight. Exactly. <laughs> that's what the, and, and that's the thing. So it's like, what's the real standard? So you you think that's the standard of how you're supposed to look. But then if you really find out the personal lives and the personal stories behind these women, their lives are in shambles. They don't feel, they don't like themselves. The only time they feel good about themselves is when they do get the extensions, the implants, and the makeup. That's the only time they feel good because when they go home and go to bed at night, they're crying on the inside because their life is a mess. Mm-hmm. So then, but, but why has it become, why have we put so much energy into saying that's the new standard? Why isn't having natural hair beautiful and that this why can't that be a standard Mm -hmm. we have to get out of this habit of seeing the next woman and thinking that's what we're supposed to do that's not what we're not designed to be like everybody else i mean my god you could be a twin an identical (laughs) twin but twins still have their own personalities Mm -hmm. they still have characteristics that make them different we are not designed to be like everybody else I'm not designed to be like Lindsay. Mm-hmm. God didn't craft me to be just like Lindsay, and Lindsay wasn't crafted to be just like Jessica. But the reason that we have such an amazing relationship as sisters and as friends is because we accept each other for what we have and who we are. Right. We need to get out of this 
this competition mindset, it's getting old. It's draining. It is. <laughs> All that energy that you're putting into trying to keep up with the next chick, you need to be putting that energy into finding out what who you are within God. Right. Find out what your purpose is. God didn't place you on this earth just to rock the latest weave. <laughs> Receive that, somebody. <laughs> God didn't put you on this earth. I can't to, afford weave. I mean, I, I really can't either. Not good weave. Okay, not that good <laughs> That's stuff. That's why I went natural. Girl, that good stuff is like too much. No. It's weird. <laughs> like, for real, y'all women are out here, some of you women are out here, and this is not me throwing shade. Trust me. I'm speaking out of love because, A, I was hurt. I remember when I was sacrificing things for my children just so I can get a new weave mm -hmm. or when I was sacrificing things that were of necessity just so I can get a brand new outfit that hugged my curves a little tighter and gave me, got me a little bit more attention. So I'm not saying this as, as a way to demean a woman who does it. I'm saying this because I was you. Right. So I know where you, I know how you feel. I remember those days where I felt like I was just not good enough. So I had to overcompensate to make myself feel mm -hmm. good enough. But the whole time it had, I was fine. Right. I was always good enough. I was always good enough. You are always going to be good enough. But the only time, the only way you're going to believe that is you have to start believing that. Mm -hmm. And you just got to get out of this mind frame that you got to be like everybody else. Exactly. Because you're going to kill yourself out here trying to keep up with everybody else. Are you going to put yourself in a lot of debt? Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> sorry, that was funny. It's true. <laughs> true. And I feel like it's just that time that we quit chasing the interests of others and start pursuing the passions that were written on our hearts for mm -hmm. our purpose. Yes. Our role in the body of Christ is essential. So God wants us to stop trying to measure up to everybody around us and be content in him, like what you just said. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to ask our listeners, when you settle your soul long enough to simply be still and when you pause to listen to your heart, what do you hear? Mm -hmm. Are they lies that, you know, linger in your heart knowingly and, and, and unknowingly lies? The Bible clearly shows us that we are valued in the sight of God. So when we allow God's word to flood our lives with his truth, then we're going to be changed. Mm -hmm. You are valued, you're priceless, and you are adored by God. And we can find support and joy in his love. It's not going to come through man. If you're seeking this validation through man, that's just a complete fail because you're yep. never going to receive it. Yep. And when we lay down our fears, our anxieties before <laughs> God, his perfect love drives all those fears away. And it's going to breathe joy into your life. Mm -hmm. And what was once a wound is going to turn into a weapon. I mean, Jessica has clearly, I think, stated a thousand wounds that she's turned into weapons over the course of all these episodes. Oh, yes. So you're good enough because God gives us his power to minister through our brokenness because he is passionate about restoring any wounded hurt or wounds you have. I've had wounds, but I've had to transform them just to simply do this ministry yeah. and admit things that I didn't even feel comfortable admitting because I feel like I wasn't even good enough to minister to someone like that. Right, exactly. I love that. Turn your wounds into weapons. I mean, there's no other way to live, ladies. Like, you... You can't sit around all your days, wasting all the minutes and hours of your day worrying about what's wrong, what happened, why you don't look like this. I mean, I used to do this. This, I'm not kidding. I used to Google, like, all these beautiful women, all these beautiful celebrities, and I used to sit at work on the computer, literally Googling, 
and looking at the images, looking at these pictures. And then I would literally critique myself on why mm-hmm. I need to like, I need to do this. I need mm-hmm. to get this haircut or I need to go and get some weave like that. I need to try that color. And let me tell you something. <coughs> There's this, the issue with the color, right? So I'm just so, I need to try color. I need to do this. I need to do that. I end up bald-headed trying to do that. <laughs> All my little hair fell out. <laughs> trying to be cute, thinking I needed to be like, oh, girl, that I seen in my, church, in my old church because she had this beautiful, bright red, fire engine red hair. Oh, so what did I do? <laughs> I go and get me some fire engine red hair. Who ended up bald-headed within a month? I did. She still had her red hair. <laughs> I ended up bald. See what I'm saying? Like, And that was funny, you know, just to lighten up the mood. But real life, like, ladies, we just have to stop. We, st- we have to stop living in our past and living in always constantly thinking about what as well as Lindsay said the wounds like mm-hmm. it's it's a waste of your time honestly it's it's such yeah. a waste of time because there are so many other things that God has in store for you and there's so many other things that he has purposed you to do but you can't figure out the purpose if you're sitting over here worrying about why you don't look like such and such mm-hmm. You got to let that We can't go. all be Kim Kardashians. No. And honestly, the way she, you know, no shade to the pregnant women because, you know, I've been there, done that. But, you know, look at her now. No shade, Kim. And I feel like as women, we need to stop being victim of circumstances. Mm-hmm. So if we take Naomi in the Bible, for example, she told her friends and her family not to call her by her name, but to call her Mara, Mm -hmm. because God had made her life very bitter, apparently. So she didn't try to sugarcoat or hide her pain. Her circumstances were literally choking the life out of her. And for a time, she allowed her situation to overshadow her trust and belief in God eventually. Mm -hmm. So in time, God did a work of restoration in her life that took her from being bitter to better. And in time, he can definitely do the same for all of us. And so although she displayed bitterness when she returned to Israel, she did still continue to trust in the Lord. But her healing did not come overnight. And I think that's something to remember. It's not going to come overnight. You know, she had to go through some serious emotional baggage. Mm -hmm. But the Bible shows us that even in her sorrows, Naomi still maintained her faith in God. Mm -hmm. She praised him in the hard times, and he eventually restored her broken heart. So we can't let our minds or our circumstances dictate our purpose and our value. We can't turn away from God, no matter what pain that we've gone through, because God wants to restore us. But we just have to simply trust his plan and his vision that you are good enough and you're going to be restored no matter what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I'm just going to hit y'all with a little something and then I'm done. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because this one, if it hits you, if you catch it like I caught it, you're going to feel where I'm going with this. You're going to feel this one. So I have recently, I was just telling Lindsay, I've been following this amazing ministry for women. Um, It's called Dope Crowns. And two dynamic women of God. And this morning I was listening to, they've been doing a seven-day series um, at at the throne. And this morning, um, Minister Kia Moore, she, she, boy, talking about the throne. (laughs) Honey, she threw me up on that throne. (laughs) But she was talking about the purpose of the ministry is to minister to women who are married or women desiring godly marriage. But today, I didn't even care none about being single, none of that. This was a word. And I thought about the episode we were recording today, and I was like, this ties perfectly. Sorry, Minister Moore, but I am going to have to repeat this one. (laughs) She was speaking about um, um, Jesus' first miracle. 
the turning water into wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I never knew this, but theologians, um, I love that word. I don't know why. Spell it. I can't. Okay. But I just still really love it. <laughs> but theologians, they struggle with understanding why that was Jesus's first miracle. Like they figured that the first one would be him raising someone from the dead, which he did all these things, but that would, they, they kind of thought that would be the first one, Mm -hmm. but his first one was turning water into wine. And so she was talking about the, what he, the water he used. See, I never knew this as many times as I've heard this story that everybody always neglects. They don't go in on the part on this part. Like they should. Jesus used the, um, the water vessels mm-hmm. and at the time the, those vessels were actually the water basically it was like the baths mm-hmm. like people use these buckets to take the, to clean their bodies and so like they stand within them and they wash themselves and right. so all the dirt and all the filth goes into this like water like the Ten Commandments yes <laughs> yes exactly like that and so God used those vessels with the dirty water mm-hmm. and turn it into wine. Now, y'all probably didn't catch that, so let me go ahead and make this plain. You think because of your past and because of all the things that you've done, all the mistakes you made, all the dirt that's gotten on you, however dirty you think you are, you think that because of your dirt, now you can't be used. Now you mm. think you're not good enough. Now you think that you're inadequate because of some dirt that got on you. But God used dirt to turn into something good so that the party could keep going mm-hmm. to serve a purpose. So who cares about your dirt? Who Nobody cares. You probably care more than anybody. And right. the people who do care are people that don't need to be a part of your life anyway. Those are seasonal people, and it's about time that they see their seasons come to an end in your life anyway. So let me keep making this relevant to you, though, woman. You are you may have made your mistakes. If you're human, if you're alive, we all have. You still going to make mistakes as long as there is air in your lungs. But the reality is this. It does not matter what mistake you've made. It doesn't matter how dirty you get. God has a purpose for you and your dirt. My dirt is filthy, but God has done some amazing things in my life, and he has flipped some things around, and my dirt serves a purpose. And this, I'm sitting here serving the purpose right now, and my dirt caused this. Right. So who you got to stop thinking about the fact that your past is so this, and you have to stop allowing those thoughts to tell you to 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 convince you that you can't do something amazing. Yes, you can, and yes, you will. The moment you let go and you truly let God have His way in your life you will be able to out, carry out what some of the most dynamic things because God has purpose with your dirt. Now, you just have to believe that so that you can carry out your purpose as well. All right, I'm done. <laughs> God bless you. Amen, y'all. <laughs> no, that was powerful, and that that was powerful. I think it needed to be said, honestly. And, and I'll just wrap it up with this, kind of like, because I was literally, you know, kind of thinking about that, but you had already brought it up. But I'm going to wrap it up with this because God... It's going to make a way for our shame to be covered, our guilt to be forgiven, our mm-hmm. hunger to be satisfied, our emptiness to be filled. Mm-hmm. And he wants to shatter those lies that the enemy is that the enemy is placing in you and replace them with his truth. God knows where you've been. He knows what you've been going through. He knows where you are now. So your past sins, they don't define you. Your painful scars do not define you. Mm -hmm. Your present sufferings do not define you. They're Mm -hmm. just shards of brokenness Mm -hmm. that God will use to lovingly refine you and your beauty. 
the restoration from being broken is not going to be easy. It's not going to be quick, but it does demand a yielded heart and can be painful, but it comes with the great reward. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to leave it with this. Proverbs 31:30 says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a man who fears the Lord is to be praised. Amen. So remember that. I think we need a part two, but we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks yes. for tuning in. Tune in next week. Yes. We'll holler at y'all next week. Bye guys.